When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Man, you guys, obviously, the offense scored, I think, five or six straight possessions um, into the third quarter. Then the fourth quarter, kind of what, what do you think went wrong? I know there were some penalties, some little things, but where, why do you think you guys weren't able to kind of keep, keep the foot on the gas? And that's what we addressed. Um, you know, our first penalty came when we were up 31. I mean, we had 31 points, and I, that's when our first penalty came on offense, whether it be uh, lack of focus on the lineup, whether it be uh, retaliating on a personal foul with uh, Keandre. Um, things like that, they showed up after that moment. So whether it be, and all of this is always learning. I mean, uh, I think that was like Keandre, Winston Wright, still at first season here. So you're still learning some guys that are going through it for the first time of understanding when those moments come to make them correctable. But I think that's what it, you know, when you get behind and, and now some of them, we just, we tried to make a one-on-one throw, um, just kind of missed it outside a little bit or, Little things like that that kind of stall drives, but overall, just got to be able to focus. You know, you can't have a lapse in focus once you get a little bit comfortable. So that's a learning deal, and and I can't wait to, to stress it a little bit today. In the um, run game, average like three point seven yards per carry. Um, never got that going. It seemed like in that game. Is that part of the reason you think they were able to get back in the game? You could not get the run game going and kind of run that clock out in the fourth. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know if how conservative we got as far as that aspect of it because I think the first play of the drive we actually threw the football. I don't know if, if we were calling conservative plays in the run game, but a couple of different other factors in the run game where some guys people know we want to run the ball, so that opens up the big play pass you saw with Jaheim and Johnny and those guys, and and um, making sure we're leveraging things right. But I don't really contribute to saying we got conservative, but it is something we got to overemphasize to make sure we're moving forward with it, um, just the bigger plays, but. I think it's pretty known that we want to run the ball and we want to have success doing it. So, you know, we have to make sure we find creative ways, even if they are understanding that we want to do that. I was going to ask you about Clemson's defensive front. Um, I mean, it seems like for quite a while now, it's been one of the best defensive fronts in football. Mm-hmm. Um, how's this group look compared to maybe some of the other ones you guys have gone? Well, yeah, they got they got two returning um, D tackles who were forces last year. They got the, the freshman. Peter Kidd, he's a good player. I mean, Clemson, they, they're going to be good on defense. You know, they, they've always they got a history of being good at D-line and, and, and executing at a high level and giving you multiple looks, multiple fronts. So, you know, you're always up for a challenge when you're going to play a Clemson defense. I mean, that's been pretty consistent um, here, actually, since I've been at Florida State. I guess how important is it to get Trey Benson going consistently, mm-hmm. especially with the stretch you guys have coming up on defense or with defenses? Yeah, Trey had some good, um, I told him I, we watched his carries individually, and he had some good finishes on runs where he was falling forward and things like that, which I was proud to see him kind of get that part of it. He caught a little screen right there, got going, and on one of the deals, on a one-on-one, I always tell him I want you to fall forward on a deal. But, I mean, I, I have no concern about what Trey is going to be as we continue to progress through the season. I mean, I know what he can do. I know what he's capable of. So he'll have that explosive game. And it, I don't think it, it, we would treat it as a some epiphany, but I, I know I think he'll be fine as we're moving forward.
thing with the run game team. Um, Rodney Hill had a couple of good runs, a couple of um, mm -hmm. good series. Um, is he someone that you want to get more involved in run game as well? Yeah, Rodney Hill's an explosive player, you know, and um, it, he, he showed that he can earn the right to go out there and operate in um, non-specialized situations where it can't just be every time he's in there, we're going to do this one thing with him or things like that. So as he's progressed and he's got that, you know, developing from a young freshman to now those eyes are getting tighter where he's not as wide anymore and he's getting more confident. He's earning more carries and things like that. So is he, I'm, I'm, I'm loving to see him continue to progress, but we can trust him a lot more out there. But right now he's earning himself some more carries for sure. Because you guys have so many different skill players, um, and I'm sure it's a challenge to kind of spread the ball around. Uh, you know, I think from a fan or media perspective, you see Keon not get that many opportunities in a game like that or come away with no catches. Mm -hmm. Wonder like, what, how, how can you guys get them the ball? Is that, do you guys even think that way or do you guys think this is the offense and wherever it goes, it goes? No, it's a great, it's a, it's a blessing, you know, because like, for example, you know, Johnny had a really good game and as far as statistically goes and Jaheim had a really good game as far as statistic goes. And Keon was the first person on the sideline a couple of times congratulating him and talking to him and things like that. So I think it's just I want all the skilled players to want to have want the ball and want to be the guy and want to make the plays. And I have no issue with that as long as they're supportive of the other guys when they get the shine, as in when they're supportive when you get the shine. And I think we haven't had any issues with that. But I want them all to be hungry and, and want it and want to be like that. That's what makes it work you know like I don't want a guy that's like no coach I'm good I don't want it anymore like no man I want I want them all chomping at it to want to get it to make it known that they want to get it but as long as they're supporting their teammates and things like that I'm good with all that what did, uh, what does it um, do for the team and this isn't the first time Jordan's played throw something but when you have a mm -hmm. quarterback obviously dealing with something physically and then mm -hmm. he guts it out and finishes the game and, and plays the way he did in the third quarter like, what does that do for the, the, the offense? The whole yeah, Jordan's tough, man. You know, I, we have to protect Jordan from Jordan sometimes because, I mean, I think on one play, he, he lowered his shoulder on the sideline, things like that. But Jordan's tough, man. I mean, he, 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 he he's the leader, and, and those guys know it, and there was no concern. I mean, he, it, 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 like, our guys understand what Jordan's been through and how much he's had to fight through in um, order to get to this position. And, and his toughness has been displayed multiple, multiple times. So, you know, I, I know people, you know, on the outside, I say, oh, my God, you know, but it's almost like we have a deal with he'll be all right, you know, and, and, and because we've seen him fight through so much. With, with Jordan, what has he done well through three games, and what are some things that you guys are talking to him, saying, okay, clean this up a little bit? Like, what are some things he can improve on? Yeah, I mean, it's always game, different game by game because we give him different things to look at, um, but there's always going to be something coming out of the game we can say we can work on, whether it be carrying the football, whether it be scramble rules once we lead a pocket, once it be decisions making and understanding if we're sequencing a third down, hey, this is third and this, we're trying to, we're not necessarily trying to convert, we're just trying to get it into a goal situation. And, and he was advocate on the sideline of, of wanting, like, I need to know if we're going to go on this deal before I do the play so I know if I'm going to try to stretch. Like, different situations, he's trying to be a master class at the quarterback position beyond just the play but the situation. So his situation awareness is already high. He wants it to be at an elite level. And he was talking about during the game of, I want to know if we're going to do this or we're setting up this for this and, and taking this game to the next level. So not really critiquing, just more going to like beyond elite status of his understanding of what we're trying to do in the game plan. Clemson gave up 28 points to Duke in that first week, and I think it's 30, 31 points since. Um, what do they do well? And you've gone, guys have gone up against them a few times, so what do you expect from them? 
Yeah, Clemson, they prevent, they, they've always been a, a, a dictate defense where they're going to be multiple and they want to kind of defend you how they want to make you do things like, hey, we're going to make this guy be the guy. We're going to force the ball here. So they're good at forcing and leveraging the ball where, you, where they want it to go so they can have the advantage. So we have to do a good job of, of understanding where they're trying to attack us and how they're trying to manipulate it and make sure we have answers, but also dictate ourselves, make them have to you know, make decisions quickly and not give them a full look at it, but they're going to mean they're sound. They got guys that can run fast, you know, from the linebacker position to the D-line position. I mean, they're going to, they're always going to have guys that you're going to have to, you know, stare at that film a little bit longer than just the, the 24 hours. You got you to make sure you're on point and understand how they're going to attack you. Following up on the question I asked on Jordan, when, mm -hmm. when he's giving you that sort of feedback, like I want to know the big picture. Oh, yeah. that, assuming that's what you want to hear as a, as a coach? Oh, absolutely, because we want to give them all the information that's needed so they can still operate freely. And he wants it all. He's like, I don't, I don't even want to, like, I want to know it all. Like, so to see that you have to, as a coach, manage it where he's not overthinking and overseeing and making sure he's seeing the specifics, but you also have to give him the information that's going to help him in the compromising moments when things break down when there's something different the defense presents, when we're trying to sequence or do something different, he wants to, he's yearning for that information, which lets us know he's not satisfied. He wants to get better in all of it. So it's just balancing how much information we want to give him the focus on versus execution and how much he can handle by game by game. But he is, he is addicted, is obsessed, is almost an understatement to how much information he wants to carry into a football game. You mentioned some of the the guys that are even, that are veterans, but they're new here, mm -hmm. um, is is learning how to kind of put teams away when a game, the games of this magnitude, is that a new experience for some of these guys? Because I mean, you know, Florida State's playing at a different level than maybe some of their previous schools were playing at in terms of what's on the line. Is that does that make sense? Well, yeah. I'm, I, when I talked to the, I was talking to the line, um, and, I, and I talked about you know, last time we went to Boston College, it was uh, it was it was Rob Scott. Mo Williams and Dylan Gibbons and and, and now you had there's Washington, um, Casey Roddick, Jeremiah Byers, um, Bless Harris. Like those guys went up there two years ago when you won by one. So you know they're still learning together on the how. Like a, like you wish you could come into game three and, and have a completion of knowledge, but the games are the best teachers for players. They learn the hardest lessons in those deals. So yes, you want to learn those lessons with wins, but you still got to learn a lesson. And sometimes those those lessons you learn and those are even more valuable than you can ever can do on a on a on a practice field. So the first time for us could have been the first time situation. I'm not not in much of that detail, but more of with me being with them. This is the first time I've had to coach that part of it. So now we get to see the response. It kind of got lost with how the game ended, but that play that Jaheim made in the in the third quarter, which I thought was a touchdown, by the way, it looked like a touchdown. What, how, how special is he, and what does he mean? What can he bring to this offense? Because it seems like there aren't many dudes like him around the country. Yeah, Jaheim is a is, is a problem. You know, he's a matchup problem. He's he's smart. He can he can he's done multiple things. Whether here at his last institution, um, he, he's he's athletic. He's quick. You know he has he has attributes that are like almost born to play the sport, and um, and he's competitive. He has a toughness about him, you know, because everybody's seeing the flash plays. But I mean, he he he's I mean, split zone counter. I mean, he's he's learning that stuff and blocking at the perimeter and chasing guys down. I mean, he is he 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 he's a really good football player. 
and, and we're excited to have him because of what we can use, you know, outside of the edges and the running backs. I mean, he is a, he is, he is a special football player. I guess like two disparate thoughts, but if you could kind of, you know, come on, hone it in for me. Uh, does it feel like you guys have seen most looks that you'll probably anticipate seeing throughout the course of a season? You know, BC has that NFL kind of background. They mm -hmm. gave you guys zone looks and you were able to hold up well and communicate. And that communication aspect, how difficult will it be in Clemson? Do you have to change anything with that sort of crowd and atmosphere? Yeah. Um, you as many times if you see something, you can it's almost never say you'll see it enough. And I'm going to talk about more schematically, like you talk about um, the zone schemes or whether it be in protection. Like I think protection is improving because they're seeing things for multiple times. Um, when you talk about environment, um, some like some of those guys, a lot of those guys we have have played in those environments, but this is their first time playing with us in this situation. So there's always going to be somewhat they can go back to and say, I've done this before, but this person that's next to me wasn't next to me last time I did it. So there's always a new element created each time you have an experience. But what I will say is that our reaction times are doing a lot better as we're getting better and we're moving forward within the season. So I know all that stuff is going to show up. But also, we have multiple guys that have been in the program for a while that were up here two years, uh, two years ago when we went up there, and it was almost a similar situation. So they can draw back to those experiences. But also, we have to coach that sometimes if a guy hadn't do it, we can't come after the fact and say, well, that was the reason or that was the excuse. So we have to find ways to create the moment, create the feeling, and have enough guys that have done it to, because nothing checks you better than peer to peer. Where, you know, the, like I always tell it like, they're used to me getting on them because that's just normal. Like Coach Atkins is supposed to get on me. But when you walk in a locker room and you're sitting in your locker and one of your teammates walk up to you, not in an outgoing manner where they're trying to embarrass you in front of your team, but if they sit down and say, hey, look, this is a problem, or I don't see you focused on this, let's get this fixed, that's a whole different feeling that, that creates in the locker room. So as long as we have a lot of that going on, I know whether they've experienced it or not, we can overcome it or prepare for it better.